How do you keep the chaos out of your hustle? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today I want to start a little bit of a conversation with you around the idea of carving out calm in your business and in your life and in the way you move through the world. I heard that phrase recently. I think it was in a Facebook discussion, carving out calm, and I really kind of resonated with me. And one of the things that really came to mind over the past couple of days, my inbox has been flooded with really stressed out letters. People really trying to figure out what it is they're supposed to be doing, when they're supposed to be doing it, the order of things. I have a lot of stressed out business owners in my inbox right now. And when I was trying to pick a letter for today, none of them seemed to hit the right note because I think the overarching bent to it, the overarching theme, the umbrella that seemed to go over all of them is it's a lot of new business owners in the hustle, trying to build their businesses, trying to get out there, put themselves out there, learn how to market themselves, learn how to ask for the sale, navigate social media. They're trying to do all the things for all the people and they've gotten incredibly overwhelmed. Those of you who know me pretty well know that I actually hate the word hustle in the entrepreneur space. I think it's overused and I think hustle can sometimes be mistaken for moving a lot but not getting anything done. A lot of entrepreneurs pride themselves on the grind or the hustle and I get it because it sounds sexy. It sounds like you're pushing things and moving needles and getting all the things done. But when I talk to people who are quote, end quote, hustling, and I'm doing the air quotes here, um, they're not really doing anything. It doesn't feel calm. It doesn't feel focused. And it doesn't seem to have a point. It's a lot of energy going nowhere. And if you're one of the people who wrote to me recently about feeling stressed out about the new year or not really knowing how to move the needle in your business, this is the episode for you. I, at least I hope it is because we need to slow you down. We need to get you focused and centered on the things that you need to be focused and centered on. And one of the things that happens when insecurity mounts and we start to doubt ourselves and the imposter syndrome starts to nip at our toes is we go to the things we feel comfortable doing. So if you like social media, you are going to live on Facebook talking about your business, but you're not really going to be generating leads. If you're more comfortable doing Facebook live videos, you may be having a lot of chats with people, but do you have a point to your message and are you leading your audience somewhere? These are the kinds of things you need to ask yourself. When you are doing tasks, why are you doing them? What is the end result? And how soon from the completion of the task do you either generate a lead, turn a cold lead into a warm lead, or get to the sale? When you don't know why you're doing things and there's not a plan or order behind it, you start to feel and act a little bit crazy. 
everything gets super disorganized and it feels like you're moving a mile a minute. It feels like you sit at your computer, you do tasks or you get on the phone and you start networking and you've worked a 12 hour day, a 14 hour day, but then at the end of the day, what do you really have to show for it? I want you to look at your pattern of behavior. I want you to look at how you're designing your days, how you're planning your weeks, how you're mapping out your months, and I want you to see if you have a plan or if you're staring at chaos. That's where we need to get you to start. I'll follow you right on the other side of this break with more. If you're one of the people who wrote me one of those frenetic, anxious letters, I don't want you to feel bad about doing that, and I don't want you to feel bad about feeling stressed or frenetic. It comes with the territory when you're learning something new, when you're building a new business, and you're putting yourself out there. It makes sense to me. That being said, we've got to get you really clear on what you're going to do and why you're going to do it. The chaos is getting created likely out of a sense of desperation, that you're trying so hard for a dream because you're running away from something in your life that simply isn't working. Most of the people who are disorganized and frenetic and feeling kind of you know, all over the place, feel that way because they are desperate to get out of their current job or their current work situation. So first, before we get you a business plan, before we get you some sort of goal or plan of focus, we've got to get you to organize your desperation. And we got to get you to get it in check. Because if it's not in check, you are going to be all over the place all the time. So I want you to think about the thing you're running from for a second. I want you to think about whatever job is making you miserable, whatever financial stress you're carrying. What is the thing that's creating the pressure? What are you running from? What are you trying to change, move away from, or pivot? And I want you to spend some time looking at it. And I want you to ask yourself how you got there how it is that you ended up miserable in a job for five years too long. How is it that you got yourself in financial debt that you can't seem to get out from under? Whatever it is that's bothering you, stressing you, pulling you to build your new dream, I want you to get really clear on it. And I want you to remind yourself that that situation is a culmination of the choices you've made. If you had the opportunity today, you would probably make different choices. But this is a pile of choices you've made that have gotten you to this point. And however long it's been since you made the first choice and added the first brick to the pile before another brick got added and another and another, it's going to take some time to dismantle it. 
Some of this means sitting in the natural consequence of what it means not to choose you right from the beginning, to have given yourself away, to have settled for less than you wanted or less than you deserved. Some of the reason why you're desperate is because you stayed in the same place for too darn long and now you're just like crawling on your hands and knees desperate to get out. That's what happens when we settle. That's the natural consequence of settling. You don't have to live in that. You don't have to like have it become a quicksand that buries you. But you do need to recognize that this is something that happened and you need to forgive yourself for it to say, and that's why I'm trying to build something new. Yes, I settled for less than I deserve for far too long. Yes, I stayed in a dead end job when I really should have tried to get out and to really own the choice, accept that you made it, being pissed off and all, but accept that you made it and then recognize that it took you that long to get yourself in that hole it's going to take you some time to get out. We need you to be patient. We need you to be focused and to be choosing actions that are going to get you closer to the goal faster. And when you fuel yourself on desperation, you make impulsive, frenetic decisions that often make no sense, that create that sense of chaos, that make you feel disoriented, and that's what sets you up to fail. And what we need you to do is start thinking about being successful and acting successful. So you have to own what you're running from. You have to own what got you there. And you have to make yourself ready for whatever happens next. Now I want to offer you a checklist of sorts. Something that you can run down and look at where you're currently at in your business. And the first thing is probably so predictable. If you've listened to my show for a while, you know what I'm going to say. So you can say it with me. And it's a good way to cement the lesson so you get it. But it's this idea of knowing whether or not you are crystal clear on who you are, what you do, and how you serve. If you don't know that yet, you should not be working on your business yet. That is the first step. Who you are, what you do, and how you serve. You need to know the transformation you're offering your clients and consumers. You need to know the value you're bringing, the transformation you're giving them, the way their pain points are going to be reduced and eliminated as a result of your product or your service. If you don't know that yet, that's what you need to spend some time on. And if you can't get clear on that by yourself, now's the opportunity to ask somebody that you know and respect for help. It could be another mentor. It could be a business colleague. It could be a longtime friend or family member who knows you, who knows your strengths and weaknesses, who respects and understands what you're trying to do for yourself and the new life and new business you're trying to build. But you can't press go. You can't hit play until you know the direction you're going. So that's the first step. Then I want you to think about what you need immediately. 
If your business is making next to no money, if you are new out of the gates, and I can tell from some of the letters that I'm getting lately, there are a lot of new business owners listening to my show these days. If you know you're new, then your main job, your number one priority is to get yourself visible and put yourself out there and start to talk about who you are, what you do, and how you serve. And that doesn't mean free content, free content, free content. I think about two years or so ago when the online business space kind of exploded and a lot of people were realizing you could make money online and work from home and talked about the laptop lifestyle. One of the formulas that people were taught to build businesses is free content. Put yourself out there. Give them a freebie. Build the no like, and trust factor offer tons and tons of value so they're begging to work for you, you know, work with you on the other side. And I have to tell you, I fell for that hook, line, and sinker a couple of years ago when I was starting my online business. And I can also tell you with equal confidence that it didn't work because you can't just keep offering free content. You are training your audience when you do that not to buy from you. You're training them to expect free upon free upon free and then they're in shock and awe offended and amazed that you would dare offer to sell them something so as you're offering value as you're building trust you have to start thinking about what your first offer is going to be your first low ticket item that's going to feel easy for you to put out to the universe that you're not going to get hugely insecure about or start doubting yourself over but train your audience to buy from you if you feel like you have been spinning your wheels and one of the reasons why you're so desperate right now and why you feel so chaotic and you're on every social media site and you're doing the Facebook lives and you're doing the Instagram stories and you're writing the blog posts and you're pimping yourself out to podcasts to be on a guest for podcast shows and you're doing all the things and you haven't yet asked people to buy from you and you haven't told them what you offer or how they can work with you, you are setting them up not to buy from you. Beginning, middle, and end. You have to train your audience to see you as a business, particularly when you're your own personal brand. When you're your own business and your name is attached to it, sometimes people can't tell the difference. So you are responsible for letting people know that you and your business exists. This is a lesson I've been learning in real time too. When I first started my online business, I was very comfortable publishing on larger media sites. I was way more comfortable putting myself out there in the form of an article because I could be well articulated you know, I could articulate myself really well. I could organize my thoughts. I could have a beginning point, a middle, and an end. And it kind of moved seamlessly because writing for me came fairly easily. I haven't written a blog since May. I just submitted a new article to a publication two weeks ago for consideration. But that's because I started thinking and dreaming and planning about my podcast. And one of the things that I can tell you that has been 
pivotal in my business since starting this show is that because I answer questions, because I answer specific concerns that people are having in the moment, the listeners of the show are learning how I work, are learning about my style, and they're seeing in real time what I do and how I serve. So in addition to the various sales pitches I've put out on the show, I get inquiries now about how to work with me. I can tell you that after writing articles for years and years, the number of inquiries I got because I wrote an article talking about what I did versus the number of inquiries I've gotten showing people what I do has been significantly different. So when you think about your content, are you just kind of spitting something out without a specific goal or a point? Are you putting a quote on the wall that has no connection to who you are, what you do, or how you serve? Are you giving the people who are finding your content an opportunity to get a really clear picture on what you do and how you serve? You can't just show up. You can't just say, wave and say, I'm here. You can't just keep making sure people People see your name. They have to get a sense of how you present yourself, of how you help, how you work, how you think. And that's why this podcast has been a pivotal move in my business, because I stopped talking about mindset and I simply started to demonstrate it. The next thing I want you to think about is how you show up for yourself how you represent yourself, how you put yourself out there, and are you playing it safe? Are you vanilla all the time? Are you adding the color, the personality, the, the things that make you different and set you apart? If people look at the content and the ways that you're hustling and all these tasks and all this frenetic busyness, do people have a clue as to who you are? Because if you know what you do, but you're trying to make it seem very generic, or you're trying not to offend anybody, or you want to attract everybody because you're just trying to get this business of yours off the ground as soon as possible, you often run the risk of making absolutely no sense. It's really important that you're not just talking at people, that you're talking to people, and that you're doing it in a way that's genuine and authentic and a representation of who you are so that when they get on the phone with you, when they have that discovery call, when they inquire about working with you, the person they meet on the other end of the phone or on the other side of the video conferencing screen, they go, oh yeah, that's her, that's him, I know them. They're consistent with themselves. I would like to think that the people listening to me on the show and the people in my Facebook group if they inquire about working with me, there's no surprises. I've shown people who that who I am. You know how I think. You know how I move through the world. So when you inquire about working with me one-on-one, -on -one, you aren't in for like a bait and switch. The no like and trust factor has been established and it's been authenticated. It's been genuine. I don't just put out there what I want people to think. I tell people, 
people what I really think so that they know whether or not they want to work with me. And if you're not doing that, that's another reason why you're going to feel all over the place. On December 26, I recorded that episode for you guys where I walked you through the major change that I've made in my life, moving with my husband across country from Boston to California. And I don't think I knew what I was expecting in terms of the responses from people who would listen to the show. And the one thing that really surprised me is the number of people who wrote to me asking me if I was scared to have done that, if being that vulnerable was hard, if I worried that I would lose my business as a result of it. And I really didn't understand what they meant until one person sort of said it really specifically was the idea that did you ever worry when you told people you were crying on the bathroom floor of the airport that they would think you didn't have your shit together enough to help them. And I was like, oh God, no, (laughs) not at all. (laughs) I never at all worried about that. I didn't once think that I was presenting myself as too much of the client that I wouldn't be able to or fit to serve. I really and genuinely believed that I was modeling for my audience that mindset happens every day, moment to moment, and it's a practice. And we don't all have the answers. And I haven't arrived to some whole holier-than-thou place where I don't myself have work to do and things to learn. That, when I did that, I felt it didn't even feel that vulnerable to me. It just felt honest, and I couldn't pretend those things weren't happening, and I couldn't pretend that I hadn't gone off the air for two weeks, so it made sense that I needed to talk about it. So the honest answer to that is no, I never worried (laughs) that I sounded too crazy to be able to provide services for other people, but I did start to worry and doubt it after someone asked me. And what I ultimately decided for myself is anyone who listened to the story, anybody who unfollowed or unsubscribed after seeing the video, because I did get some unfollows and unsubscribes after that um, training that I did, they weren't my ideal client. Because I actually, you know, burnt out from my mental health therapy career because of the fact that I couldn't be me, that the rules and the boundaries around therapists and personal disclosure and sharing yourself and talking about your life or the way you're supposed to talk to clients and the way you're not supposed to talk to clients, the things you're kind of supposed to say, the things you're not really allowed to say really felt like they were getting in the way of my ability to help and serve my clients. So I really believed that I was serving and helping people by being honest about who I was, where I was, and I wanted clients who wanted to get messy with me. So I wasn't really worried about that because it felt like the only way I could do it at the time was to be honest and transparent with the people who have come to know me and the people who have come to connect with me here online in the podcast through my group or on my email list. But you get to decide that for yourself. For me, it felt very natural. I don't want your skin crawling when you're thinking about being authentic and genuine. I don't want you sharing things that you're not comfortable with other people knowing. I think you do need to ask yourself what the limits are and why you're not comfortable and if you're hiding behind shame or guilt or embarrassment. 
But you all, we all get to decide what our boundaries are. We all get to decide how much is too much to share. We decide that for ourselves. But if you don't show anyone anything about yourself, if they don't know how you're different, if they don't know how you stand out, they're not going to know why they should buy from you. And that's what's really important. And sometimes people create energy and chaos in their businesses because they're trying to hide themselves. They're trying to make the website perfect. They're trying to make every blog post like tight and on point and every social media image or Instagram picture has to be perfect and eye-catching and beautiful because they're afraid that the audience will see the dirt that lies beneath. And you can't be afraid of your warts. You can't be afraid of what makes you different. And if you're creating chaos because you're hiding, here's your battle cry to stop. The next thing I want you to check in with yourself about is are you creating chaos to avoid criticism? So many of these letters that I got came from people who have completed products or services. They know who they are. They know what they do. They know how they serve, but they don't know how they're going to put their product out there, or they don't know how to tell people about it, or they don't know if people are really going to buy. And it's all of this second guessing. And one of the things that I realized is that it's really easy to develop a product or a service. It's really easy to build out a course, to write a book, to even start a podcast. It's scary to put yourself out there and to sell it. It's scary when someone buys it. Because what if they don't like it? What if they don't think it has value? What if it doesn't meet their need? And I think a lot of people love the idea of creating a product, but they get scared out of their minds to sell it, not just because they're scared of selling it, but because they're afraid that it won't measure up. They're afraid that someone will call them out as a fraud. They're afraid someone's going to say, not good enough, try again, this doesn't work for me. So they avoid putting it out there in the universe and they create all of these pre-launch strategies or promotion tactics or launch plans and all they're really doing is avoiding the negative criticism. If you are putting your business on pause, if you are creating 10 million extra steps that you don't need to be taking because you're afraid to put yourself out there, you have got to stop doing that. Because the more you give into that fear, the more you give it attention and you give it oxygen and you nurture it and you let it grow and you let it become bigger, the more you are setting yourself up to never get out there. But the more you're also validating the fear and telling your body and training your body to believe that there's something to be afraid of, rather than recognizing that obviously when you put out a product or service, not everyone's going to be happy. You can go into a restaurant and leave dissatisfied with the meal. Not every restaurant puts out perfect plates of food that can please every single patron every single time. 
time. It's the cost of doing business. It's what you've chosen as a business owner. So you need to develop a plan for managing the criticism, for managing the complaints, for having a customer service response plan, because you can't avoid that. And when you stop putting yourself out there, when you start adding 10 extra steps between you and launching your product or you and you know asking for the sale, you create chaos. And chaos makes you feel incompetent and then it causes you to lose your confidence. You want to shut down the noise. You wanna get focused and resilient to the idea that not Everybody's going to love who you are or what you do, and that's okay because other people will, and you need to find out who doesn't like you so you can find the tribe that does like you. And I can tell you, success is scary. A lot of people who are new at business roll their eyes at the idea that people are afraid of success. It's so much easier for them to buy into the idea of shiny object syndrome or imposter syndrome than it is to buy into the idea that some people fear success. But when you're not putting out a product, some of that is to avoid criticism. But my story about that is that you're also trying to avoid success, that you don't know what to do if it all goes right. If you are somebody who delivers a product that people like, if you do put out a service that people are clamoring to have and want to buy right away and can't wait to get their hands on it, that that can be intimidating because it comes with the expectations from other people. And what if you don't deliver and all of those other fears and doubts start to trickle in. And if you are recognizing that you're creating chaos because you're nervous about those things, it's time to look them in the eye, face them head on, and confront them so you can get on with things and stop the noise from overwhelming you. You got to be willing to call BS on yourself, to call yourself out on your own garbage, to know what it is you're avoiding, to know what you're not looking at, what you're hiding from, what you're running away from, and get out of the analysis paralysis. Don't spend too much time trying to figure out or analyze why you're not taking action, why you're creating the sense of disorganization, why chaos is running the show, because I really don't think there's a point. I think it just becomes one more thing we beat ourselves up with. But when you realize you're doing it, stop, pivot, Move away and get focused. Be clear on who you are, what you do, and how you serve. Know what your goals are. Know what you're trying to accomplish. If you're trying to generate a new lead, if you're trying to get sales, and see if you are choosing money-making activities. If you are choosing the, the tasks and the things in your business that are going to generate revenue. And if you are just spinning your wheels Call it like you see it, hit the brakes, and start moving forward. Get yourself in the driver's seat of the car and go. There's no way for me to know whether or not you're doing this simply from a letter you've written or even a conversation because I'm not with you in those dark sleepless nights. I'm not sitting there when you're wrapped with guilt and worried about making a bad choice and second guessing everything, but you know you. And if you know you're falling into this pattern, if you know that this is, you know, something you're doing, call it 
accepting you made the mistake and then move on. I don't think chaos serves you. Hustle rarely serves you. Focused, clear, determined action is always going to get you where you want to go. And if it feels frenetic and if it feels disorganized and you don't know how to get where you want to go or you don't know what you should be doing next, ask a trusted friend, ask a business coach or advisor, get some help, find a mentor, get clear, get out of your own head and on with it. But chaos won't help you and it doesn't serve you. I really hope this conversation helped you guys out today. I hope it answered some of the concerns in the letters that I'm not posting on the show. And I hope that it gives you a sense of purpose and direction for how you can start going into the rest of your week and in the rest of the month. And you know what happens next the rest of the year. Thanks for talking to me today. I hope you had a good time. Find me over at Heather at choosetohaveitall.com if you have a question that you'd like my two cents on. And if you need anything, you could also find me over on Facebook at my group, Choose to Have It All. I'd love to help you out there and keep the conversation going. Thanks for joining me today. I'll be back in your earbuds tomorrow. Bye for now. Thank you.